It is Wellness Wednesday, and that means we get time with Dr. Michael Royson of the Cleveland Clinic, our buddy, who uh, just helps us out, gives us great advice on how to live younger, live longer. Uh, I always recommend Dr. Royson's books, the um, the Age Proof Life Series, and of course, What to Eat When, and the cookbook that goes with it. And we are hoping that if the supply chain breaks, Dr. Royson's next book will be here before uh, the 2023 year starts, Doc. I, I'm hopeful. Do you, you have any update on the new book? No, it's still scheduled. Uh, the Great Age Reboot is the new book, and it's scheduled for September 13th, um, which is a Tuesday in September. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. I'll, I'll put that on my calendar so it's around the corner. We're almost two years into you and I talking about the uh, the virus that came out of Wuhan, China. It was like two years ago that I said, hey, Doc, I'm hearing this weird story about a pneumonia-like thing that's coming out of China, and then we really got into it in January. Uh, I, I'm sorry I don't have a cake with a two on it for uh, COVID. Great God. <laughs> there are better things to celebrate. Yeah, there are. But I, I kind of feels like with this latest variant not being as as deadly and certainly being very contagious, we're getting ever closer to a some kind of herd immunity or should we just expect COVID never to go to zero and we'll have it forever on a seasonal basis like the flu? Um, there are two questions, two statements wrapped up in that. And let me, let me go and first worry about your assumptions is Omicron, which is more infectious, not as dangerous? And the answer is we don't know. What we do know is that it doesn't seem to kill as many people right off. We don't know about its long COVID problem Hmm. uh, yet, but we're beginning to hear stories of long COVID from it, meaning people get it, recover, and then... um, have uh, mental dysfunction or cardiac dysfunction. And so we've got to hope a little bit that um, this virus behaves in a more benign way from a long COVID. One of the problems with the economy, as you know, is we got 6 million people who aren't coming back um, because of long COVID. That is, they're out of the workforce, and that's a major problem with uh, employment and income, et cetera, in the country. So one is we got to hope that it really is benign. Two is we got to hope that the um, antibody and T cell stimulation responses from these, the three shots or four shots that will eventually come and from the infection keep it it at bay so that we don't have um, the fact that it comes back every year as a new variant. Okay. The reason we wiped out polio is that we got the whole world vaccinated. Now, there are little pockets of polio in Pakistan and some other countries where they didn't agree to get vaccinated, but basically the whole world got vaccinated. If we're going to make COVID eliminate COVID, the whole world's going to get vaccinated and get boosted. And I worry that's not going to be the case so that it will come back 
What we got to worry about when it comes back is that it comes back as something that doesn't cause us long-term disease. Yeah, I, I don't want long COVID. I don't want COVID, and I certainly don't want long COVID. Um, Doc, I, I just a total crazy sidebar here. I heard uh, yesterday a report that deer, the deer population, which is massive in, in this country, had been passing different strains of COVID. Is that where the next variants are coming from, from deer? No, I, God forbid that it is accepts. I mean, that's one of the, the real nightmare scenarios is that it goes to an animal, gets some, gets mutated with and mixed with some of the animal only uh, viruses and comes back to humans. So, uh, oh, please don't let me, uh, don't let that happen. Yeah, I know. In other words, animals have their own, have, a, have different viruses than we usually. And we usually, and the, the good news is don't pass them back and forth. When you get uh, some of them and pass them back and forth, then they can join forces. I don't, I don't know if that's the correct way, but you merge some of the virus's characteristics from one virus to another as time goes on. And if you do it with the animal viruses, with a very infective human virus, uh, we's in for big trouble. And that means uh, the Delta would be kind of a uh, warm-up game for the next virus. So please don't let that happen. Well, I'll get on that. I'll put the blockade on that right away, Doc. Uh, I'm sorry you brought that up. I just know... Uh, one of your neighbors there in the Cleveland area, Geraldo Rivera's got a big piece of property with a lot of deer on it, and he was very nervous talking about it on television the other night. You know how far he lives from me? I don't. He lives uh, one block over, so uh, we go whenever we go walking, we walk by his house, and he rides by our house. Well, ring his doorbell and run next time you're there. I just, you know, his his wife Erica is a good friend. Oh, that's good. That's cool. That's very good. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's got a lot of deer on that large property of his. That well, he talks everybody about. in our area has a lot of deer on their property. You know, my wife my wife spends a minor fortune in, I think, somebody's urine. I think it's coyote urine. Yeah. That we get sprayed on um, twice a week to keep the deer off of her flower beds and her tomatoes <laughs> and her plants, etc. And the deer just, <laughs> it's like, you got to be kidding me. I like that urine. Yeah, the, the coyote pee is one of the things that will keep the deer away. We, we, uh, we summered in the Hamptons for 20 years and we used to have to keep that handy to spray and keep them out of the flower beds. But doesn't she know the trick about putting Irish spring bars of soap in pantyhose and hanging it or at certain points around the property? Cause they don't like that smell either. What is it? What? Tell me what it is. We should tell the whole radio. What yeah, this is, what is it? That soap, Irish spring, you know, it's got a real loud smell to it. And if you put it in, like stockings, like pant- we used yeah. to t- take the leg of a pantyhose, put it in there, tie it up, and put it on a tree every like 20 or 30 feet. And it creates like a smell barrier, just the same way the coyote pee does. And, you know, well, we, we we'll have to teach both Geraldo and, Geraldo and my wife about that. Yeah. I just don't, I, again, complete ADD sidebar for me today, Doc. 
Who is harvesting the coyote pee? I just... <laughs> are they training coyotes to fill jars? <laughs> it's got to be more expensive than gasoline at this point, because you pay a lot for that, I'm sure. My, uh, it, it, it is a... And you say, just let them have some fun eating those red things. They eat everything. that They love red color. Oh, I know. They ate my roses right to the ground. They are, they are just, and in, in Long Island, of course, they were carrying the, the Lyme disease ticks that were insidious and everywhere in that region. So uh, it just doesn't surprise me that they might be considered to be the next carrier of sorts of uh, whatever is happening with COVID, and we'll have to keep an eye on that. Dr. Royson, I, I've expired this segment's time, and I, I want to get into some of this other research you sent me. Can, can I impose upon you once again to do a little extra time with me? Absolutely. Okay, so Dr. Michael Royce is with us from the Cleveland Clinic. While we, while we pay some bills, check out whenway.com, whenway.com, and uh, you'll find out what he's been up to, and we will get into some of the important research that really has great stories this week. Next. It's Mike here with Dr. Michael Royson doing yeoman duty today, this Wellness Wednesday with bonus discussion. I got sidetracked. I took Dr. Royson off the path into some of the weird discussions of some of the crazy stuff that catches my attention. Doc, I want to talk with you about the research that you sent this week. As I said, there's some of it is really, really, uh, the headlines are jaw-dropping. And I'm going to begin with the one that yeah, you probably didn't expect. Uh, the headline reads, wellness vapes are all the rage. Uh, but FDI, FDA says, buyer beware. I didn't think any vaping was really known to be healthy. Is it? It is not. Um, every vape, um, even if you vape water, um, the burning um, causes... Uh, inflammation in your lung and that inflammation just like uh, COVID-19 inflammation spreads throughout the body causing heart attacks, strokes, memory loss, impotence, wrinkles, cancer, etc. Hmm. So um, any inf anything that incites inflammation isn't good and, the and any vape causes that. They're, the name wellness vape is ruining the name wellness in that sentence. There is no, it's, a, it's an oxymoron. It doesn't make any sense. There is no such thing as a wellness vape. Good, good. I'm glad we cleared that up. Um, you, <laughs> and you, in fact, the FDA says, if you see it, call 1-800-FDA-1088, um, and they'll get it off the market. 1-800-FDA-1088. 1-800-FDA-1088 if you see anyone trying to push wellness vapes. Uh, Doc, you, you said something there uh, that um, anything that causes irritation is not good. Uh, I've seen bee stings used to treat, uh, apparently to treat pain or arthritis. Isn't that a kind of irritation or isn't, isn't um, what's the thing with the needles that they put in uh uh, people put in your back. Acupuncture? Yeah, isn't that irritation that's meant to trigger it, some kind well, of... Actually, it, it actually is the way, if you notice, the acupuncture needles are very thin and stimulate um, 
electrical stimulation that actually decreases inflammation in most areas. Oh. Um, I don't know enough about the bee sting, and maybe it's your pain of the arthritis is so great that this takes it away and localizes it to a skin area that doesn't cause much systemic inflammation. Um, I don't know the the pathophysiology that the you know you. It's a stump me. You stump me again. You do that every week. Well, these things, these questions, just pop up in my mind. I, I want to ask you about some of the things that are easy for people to do to get a little bit healthier. They're simple things, like you have a, a source of vitamin B12, the best source. Vitamin B12 is really important, isn't it? Well, um, all the vitamins are essential, if you will. That's why they're called vitamins. Um, and uh, basically, you need to take a supplement if you don't have a value, and you should get your level measured once a year. You want a level between four and eight hundred, or four and nine hundred, and it, it comes mainly from meat. There is some in salmon, um, but animals produce it. So, for those of you who are vegans who are over sixty-five, your stomach acid declines, so you don't get enough absorption. If you're pregnant, if you had bowel surgery, bowel removal surgery, you take medications for heartburn or for diabetes. Um, or uh, those are the main groups um, that have low vitamin B12 that's dangerous. What do I mean? It causes you to feel lack of energy. It causes you to feel fatigued and weak and you sometimes pins and needles, out of breath or dizzy. Um, so get a level measured once a year and make sure your level is in the appropriate range. And what are, again, some of those best sources for B12? Oh, the best source is if you, do, if you don't have meat um, or salmon, meaning beef or salmon, then the best source is going to be egg yolks. Or, they're, all the sources are bad in other ways for you. So you want to have... Um, you basically want to take a supplement with it in it if uh, your level is low. So get your level measured, and uh, tuna has it, um, salmon has it. But other than that, it is, uh, you know, the things, beef and pork and egg yolks, etc. those are all bad for your health. They cause inflammation in you, so you really don't want those. It's such an interesting balance that you try to achieve when you're trying to get your health right. You know, you have to, you have well, to say. Well, the good news is, is compared to where it was, you know, 30 years ago when we didn't have vitamin pills and when you didn't know about this stuff and when you didn't have easy to measure assays for B12, much tougher in the old days. Um, but now it, it's just not that tough. Take a multivitamin, half a multivitamin in the morning and evening as an insurance protection against an imperfect diet, and you're all set. Well, that's good, you, and everybody should do that. Half a multivitamin in the morning and evening, and then that you can also take your baby aspirin in there, too, if you're over a certain age. Uh, Doc, I have heard many... How would you know that? You're not over that age. I'm certainly close enough to it. <laughs> I can see it from here. Uh, Doc, I've heard many rumors about uh, deodorants causing... All kinds of problems, cancer, dementia, all kinds of things. And you have something on the list this week that says, can deodorant cause breast cancer? Uh, what should we worry about with deodorants? Nothing. Really? Uh, yeah, there's not. A, they just don't. 
occasionally there's skin irritation if you use one that's irritating to you, but basically the deodorants aren't a problem. Um, and if you wash often enough, you don't even have to use one. That's true. Although, you know, my the way I play golf, it's pretty much aerobic. No, it's not. I'm in a cart. Let's face it. <laughs> well, you, you shower afterwards. You don't have to put your shirt on again right away. That's true. That's true. Um, um, we, we've talked about um, physical activity and, and how good it is, even just to do 20 or 30 minutes of walking a day. And you have something in here about more physical activity is better for patients with CVD. I'm guessing that's cardiovascular disease? Yes. So any cardiovascular disease, they, exercise is, you know, if, if, if someone could bottle it, they could make a ton. And I guess Peloton and, and the other uh, companies that are trying to bottle exercise, Fitbit, et cetera, are making a ton off of it. But basically, you want to do physical activity um, because it changes which of your genes are on. It's more important than just making the blood vessels a little more responsive or the heart a little better. It does that by changing which of the genes are on. Um, to make you better. So let me give you the example. As you know, if you stress a muscle, it produces, it turns on a gene that produces a small protein called arisen. Arisen goes across your blood-brain barrier and causes your brain to get better so your memories stay alive longer. Hmm. So um, simple thing, walking, and your hippocampus gets bigger, and the hippocampus is the only organ in the body where size matters because it's your memory relay center. The only organ that matters with size? Yes. I'm just going to let that sit there, Doc. Just going to let that go. Um, cataract surgery. I am. I have a brother who just got the cataract surgery, an older brother, and now there's a positive thing, not only with vision, but it can decrease uh, the incidence of dementia. How so? Yeah, this was actually a study done on Kaiser, and I guess they didn't want to pay for cataract surgery, so they studied the effect of it on outcome. And to their surprise, it not only uh, had people living longer, but living with less dementia. They, this was 3,000 people. They didn't randomize them, but they, uh, the people who ended up with uh, cataract surgery um, had a reduced incidence of dementia compared to those who opted not to have the cataract surgery. Um, didn't affect glaucoma. It wasn't just uh, um, the uh, there was something specific about cataract surgery that made these people um, function younger. Hmm. Okay, well that's good. And cataract surgery is down to like outpatient surgery. It's my oh yeah. I don't know my. Uh, I have friends who have it and patients who have it who are home that afternoon and uh, within two days are seeing better. That's a, it is the same story from my brother. His name is Dr. Michael Roizen, and, and he is um, so generous with his time and advice on things that we all need to know about our health and our wellness. And it's, it's as simple if you don't let it overwhelm you. That's what I love about the the open, honest, and direct presentation from Dr. Michael Roizen. Doc, thanks for doing a little extra duty this week. Uh, we really appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for letting me do a little extra duty. It's my privilege. 